book of Galatians, Galatians, and uh, I'm not exactly sure exactly what's going to happen tonight. I may just give you the introduction to the message. We may not get to, we're, we're eventually going to get to the fruit of the Spirit, all right? Um, but God has given me so much wonderful things before we even get to verse number 22, and uh, they're just, they're way too good not to share it with you. And and so if, if, if it works out, then we will. We'll get into the, into the fruit of the Spirit tonight. But if not, then we'll just give you the introduction and then we'll stop the service. And, and then, Lord willing, maybe next Sunday night we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go a little further in this. But Galatians chapter 5 in your Bibles. And, um, and when you find your place, if you'll stand, if you're able to stand, that is. And uh, we're so glad to have you here tonight. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being here. And I want to just show you something tonight that uh, this may not do much for you, but uh, it just absolutely blew me away. And I'm hoping maybe the Lord will use this to uh, be a blessing to you as well. And so Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 16, let's start there tonight. And uh, Paul the Apostle, of course, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is speaking to the church of Galatia. And he says to this, to this church, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh, uh, for the, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Now pay very close attention to this. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But notice verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And then Paul says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Y'all remember that message. We're not, just a, we're not just a step. We're not just to take a step. We're to walk. Uh, if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. It's the idea of, of energy, of, uh, of being very active, as we talked about uh, this morning, making sure your time is filled. Uh, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. You may be seated tonight, <clears throat> and I want to talk to you about the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, we're, we're going to get to joy. We're going to get to joy. We may get there a little bit tonight. We'll see how things go. Uh, but if not, then I want to give you this introduction that the Lord uh, laid on my heart a few days ago. And at least for me, it just... Uh, Wow, it, 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 I really did. I, I mean, I was studying this out and I just stopped and I said, wow, Lord, wow, this is amazing. And so let's talk about the fruit of the Spirit tonight. And, um, and I'm gonna preach a little bit to you this evening. And so let's go to the Lord and ask the Lord to help us and we'll uh, jump into this. Lord, we love you. And uh, what, a, what a Sunday night. Lord, there's a wonderful spirit of worship here tonight. 
And we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for, uh, Lord, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And Lord, there's a spirit of liberty in this room tonight. God, thank you for all the glowing testimonies and the praises. And, and uh, Lord, I just can't help but believe that, uh, Lord, that you tune in when your people begin to praise you. We know that your word tells us that you inhabit the praises of your people. And so, Lord, I'm so thankful for uh, the wonderful spirit of worship. Now, Heavenly Father, as we end this service with a few moments of preaching, teaching, I pray that we'll end on a high note tonight. And I pray that what we say would uh, really resonate, Lord, in, in, uh, uh, in the lives of our people. Lord, so many, it seemed tonight, people address the, the youth. And I have an extra special burden in my heart tonight for the young people. Uh, the young teenagers and the young adults. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that this would definitely speak to them, and I pray it would speak to all of us here tonight. Every one of us need this. And so, Holy Ghost of God, clear the way now. Hide us behind that cross. And I pray, as he did this morning, I pray that the Spirit of God would have a special liberty to work tonight. Save the lost. Lord, maybe so, some of those that were watching this morning that raised their hand for salvation but did not respond, maybe they're watching tonight. And before this service is done, maybe they'll come to Jesus. And so, Holy Spirit, save and work and help us. We pray. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. And for his sake, we pray. Amen. And when you're studying the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit, I don't know if you saw this the other night, but uh, even, as, even as we were teaching this in the service last Sunday night, the Spirit of God was doing a, was doing a work in my heart, and, uh, and I went home, uh, you know, I went home after that and began to study this out, and sure enough, man, the Holy Ghost began to really do something in my life, but when you're studying this out in Galatians chapter 5, there's something that's really extremely, extremely hard to miss. In fact, you probably have already picked up on it as we were reading the scripture tonight. How many noticed tonight that as we were reading, there are 17 very, very specific and listed works of the flesh? Did y'all notice that? You probably picked up on that. Look at it again. And, and I'm, I am going to sort of harp on this a little bit tonight and be a little repetitive, but I hope you'll bear with me on that. Galatians 5.19, Paul says to the church here, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And then he gives this big, giant laundry list of things. Again, please keep in mind, this is all under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So none of this is by accident. None of this is because Paul just, you know, uh, these are just some things that Paul wants to harp on. All of these are things that the Holy Spirit saw fit to put into holy writ. And he says here uh, in this list, adultery is the work of the flesh, fornication, uh, uncleanness, we went through all these last Sunday night, lasciviousness, unbridled lust, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and then he says, in such like, 
of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And so the word of God gives us 17, 17 uh, works of the flesh that are manifest when somebody is living according to the flesh. There are 17 specific things that are gonna unfold in their life and in their testimony. Whereas, when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, only nine are mentioned. Look at it. Genesis 5.22. But, there's that contrast. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And then it's almost like you want to say, and, 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 and the Lord says, that's all. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. As we read through last Sunday night, and, and really it wasn't even a main part of the message, but as we talked about and studied the works of the flesh, I don't know how many uh, else in the room got this, uh, uh, got this, uh, this feeling, but it almost seemed laborious. It just seemed like it was never going to end. We talked about adultery. Then we talked about fornication. Then we talked about lasciviousness. And then it's just like, man, it was just like the list was going on and on and on. 17 works of the flesh, and yet there are only nine of the fruit of the Spirit. And I believe that there is a great, great lesson here. But, but just like this morning, one that if we're not careful, very easily to miss. And this is the lesson. The things that accompany the works of the flesh complicate and weigh down your life. I mean, they are laborious. The list is long. I mean, it's just like, man, it will never stop. And, and as I read that, I thought, man, what a complicated list. It is complicated. And by the way, if you yield to the works of the flesh and the works of the flesh begin to manifest themselves in your life, it is gonna complicate your life. And I wanna tell you something, Calvary, it is gonna weigh down your life. And yet, and yet, a life that is dedicated to Jesus Christ brings about a wonderful simplicity. Wow. Now I want you to take your Bibles. And I wanna see if I can illustrate this out for you. And I want you to turn to the book of Hebrews tonight, Hebrews chapter number 12, and look at verse number one. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number one. I hope all of our young people will really hear the preacher out tonight uh, just for a few moments. Uh, but again, I wanna, I, I, wanna, I, I wanna just nail that down in your mind, that the works of the flesh, there are many of them, they are complicated, they are a long laundry list of things, and those works of the flesh will complicate your life. Now, no wonder the Holy Spirit gives us Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number one. Look there, if, if you will, Hebrews chapter 12, verse number one. The writer of Hebrews says it like this, wherefore seeing we are also are compassed about with so great a, a great of cloud of witnesses. Look what he says here. Let us lay aside, let us lay aside every what? Let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So our Bible says that you and I are to be running a race. We're to be running a race for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to be living for him. We're to be singing his praises. We're to be preaching the gospel. We're to be a witness of his glory and his grace. And we're to be passing out tracts and reading his word and spending time in prayer and being faithful to the house of God and growing in our Christian life. And yet the Bible tells us here that there are some things that can weight down our life. Let us lay aside every weight. Interesting word. It is a word that means burden, but there's a secondary, a secondary meaning, is, and that's the one I want to hold on to. It means bulk. B-U-L-K, bulk. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the bulk. That's what he's saying. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Now, I want to see if I can illustrate this out for you just a little bit tonight. And so, Rodney, can I use you again? Do you mind, buddy? And uh, if you'll just come right here, Brother Rodney, and just stand right there. This is a much easier illustration than this morning, all right? Didn't he do good this morning, amen? And uh, now, I wanna see if I can illustrate this out, uh, out for you. So here's what our Bible's teaching in Galatians chapter five. If you and I will yield to the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us, he begins to bear his fruit and with that fruit comes, uh, uh, comes an amazing simplicity of life. And as we're running that race, we're not weighted down. We don't have the bulk that the world uh, has to worry about. Now, let me see if I can uh, illustrate this. So uh, we're gonna say Brother Rodney is in the Christian race and he's, he's running that race. And he is, by the way, he's running that race for the Lord and, and serving the Lord and, and he's trying to yield to the Spirit of God. Let me tell you, uh, I wanna show you what the, uh, what the average gear is for, for a runner, all right, for a runner. Now think, think, think about this. The average gear for a runner. Brother Rodney, let's let you hold that out in front of you there. And basically, what Brother Rodney has uh, in his hands tonight is a pair of shoes, and uh, there's a T-shirt, it's a pair of shorts right there. And if you uh, uh, see some folks that are entering a marathon, and you, you see that sometimes, that's usually what you're going to see them in. I mean, they are, they're pretty much in the bare, bare necessities. I mean, they've got a good pair of running shoes on. They've got a, uh, they've got a t-shirt uh, on. Uh, and usually they've got their number, you know, for the race that they're running. They've got a pair of shorts on. But, you know, pretty much that's it. I mean, that's about all they've got. Now, here's what the Bible is teaching you and I. If you and I will yield to the Holy Spirit and be faithful to the Lord and let the Spirit of God come in our life and take control of our life, as we run this race for the Lord, we're not going to be burdened down. We're not going to be weighted down. We're not going to have the bulk of the world to deal with. Now, Donna, can I use you for a second? I want you to come right over here. And I want you to stand just like Brother Rodney is. Now, Brother, Brother Rodney is symbolizing the spirit-filled Christian. That one, by the way, not perfect, but he's trying to yield to the Holy Spirit. 
And uh, he's still growing. He's still struggling. Yes, like you are, uh, like I am. But he's yielding to the Spirit of God. He's coming to church. He's, he's reading his Bible. He's spending time in prayer. He's uh, coming to revival. He, he's involved in the work of the Lord. And, and, and he's saying, Lord, I'm not perfect, but Lord, I, I yield myself to you. And Holy Spirit, I want you to control me. And I want, you to, I want you to bear your fruit through me. And by the way, that's a picture right there of the Holy Spirit bearing his fruit. You're not going to be weighted down as you run the race. But wait a minute. What about that child of God, on the other hand, step up here a little bit, that rebels against the Spirit? I'm talking about that, and by the way, you're here tonight, and I applaud. I applaud you for being here. I mean that. I I appreciate that so much. But the, the, the child of God that says, preacher, uh, you know what? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you Sunday morning, but I, I don't think I can give you Sunday night. Listen, church, number one, you're not giving me anything. You know, one of these days when you get to the judgment seat of Christ, I'll, I'm going to promise you this. You will not bow before Pastor Pope. I'll promise you. You see, I'll be bowing with you. And we'll be bowing before him. And so you're going to answer the Lord. But this is that Christian that says, preacher, you know what? We're not going to do Sunday night. Not going to do Wednesday night. We'll do an occasional Sunday morning. You know what? We're not going to really do Sunday school. And no, I'm not really reading my Bible right now. No, I wouldn't even think about getting out a gospel track. And no, don't ask me to serve in a ministry because you know what? We're just not there yet. And I mean, I'm saved and everything. You know, I'm saved and everything. But I, I you know, I just, uh, I, I've got my friends and, and we like to party, you know, and, and still like to do some of the things I used to do. And, and so he says that he's born again and yet, and yet he is, he is living a life that is cultivating the, the works of the flesh. Now don't forget, this list over here only has nine. This list over here has 17. This life over here is very simple, simplistic. This life over here is very complicated. Now wait a minute, they're both supposed to be running a race. Is that right? And yet, when you're living contrary to the Spirit of God, let me show you. Let me show you what happens. Brother Donnie, you in the race? You in the race, Brother Donnie? He's in the race. Hey, Brother Donnie, if you're in the race, you need a pair of shoes, all right? All right, just hold on to that pair of shoes right there. Are right, you feeling good? They're a little big. Yeah, a little big. They, you know what? They really are. They, they really are. They're a little big for you. Um, so that's really not going to work out great, is it? No, but you know what? When you don't yield to the Holy Spirit, that's what you get stuck with. But, 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 but wait a minute, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. And uh, you know what? You don't, need, you don't need just shoes, Donnie. You, you, you got to have clothes, man. And so now we're not going to uh, get a, a pair of shorts or uh, a, a, a T-shirt like uh, uh, Brother Rodney over there. We're going to hand you a pair of uh, uh, blue jeans, and there's a T-shirt that you can wear. And uh, but this is the Christian that's not yielding to the Holy Spirit. He's rebelling uh, against the works of the Lord, and the works of the flesh are being manifested in his life. So uh, we're not quite done yet. And so, uh, Brother Donnie, you need a you need a pair of socks to go with those shoes right there, and you need a you really need a belt, you know, to 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 go with those pants to make sure you hold those pants up. And and I'll tell you something else, Brother Donnie, you you really need 
need a hat, and I brought you a good one here tonight too, you know, and, and uh, you really need a hat to wear. Uh, and, 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 and not only that, but I tell you what, you, you better do, Brother Donnie, you better take a jacket with you, okay? So take a jacket right there, and uh, you're running the race, right? Uh-huh. Running the race, yeah. Wait a minute now, wait a minute now. Uh, but, but we're not done because, because when you yield to the, the works of the flesh, you know what happened? Life gets real complicated. So, so wait a minute, Donnie. Hang on, you're running the race. Hey, you're gonna need uh, you're gonna need some supplies, brother. So uh, here go, here go. Put this, uh, put that that on right there. There you go. How you doing? You doing okay? Uh-huh. All right, wonderful. That's great. That's great. And uh, hang on just a minute. Here go, here go, brother Donnie. Put that in there just like that. All right, and. Uh, Now, wait a minute, we're, we're laughing, by the way, that's okay. I, I knew we would, and that's okay to laugh, to laugh about it. But actually, I'm gonna be honest with you, actually, I am visualizing something that happens every single day. People that say, you know what, Pastor, I don't understand everything about it, but I'm gonna read my Bible. And I read it Monday, preacher, and I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really get anything from it, but I'm gonna read it tomorrow, too. And I'm going to read it on Wednesday. And, and you know, preacher, I came last Sunday night. And, you know, Miss Amy mentioned Sunday night service. And I'm going to be honest with you, I really didn't get a whole lot out of Sunday night service. But, but you know what? I came on back Wednesday night. And, boy, I really got a blessing out of Wednesday night. And God really spoke to my heart. And, and, uh, and, and, I, and I'll tell you something else. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the ministry. And I'm going to serve the Lord in the ministry. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to sing in the choir. And, 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 and wait a minute now. And here's the child of God that, that yields to the Holy Spirit and, and the Spirit of God. God begins to bear his fruit in his life. And yet, what we see here is an amazing, amazing specimen of simplicity and ease and peace. And yet, right over here is the guy that says, oh, I'm saved. But don't tell me what to do, preacher. I mean, I love you and everything, but you were plowing just a little too close to the corn this morning. So I don't think we'll be coming back tonight. And, uh, and no, I don't think I'll be joining a, a, a ministry and I don't think I'll be reading my Bible and, uh, and I'm saved and everything, but uh, I've still got some partying to do and I've still got some living to do and, uh, and I've still got some things that I want to do on my own. And here's a man that claims to be born again and yet he is cultivating the works of the flesh over here is amazing simplicity and peace. Oh, yes, good neighbor. I, listen, amen. I'm getting this on the, hey, I'm getting this. Man, I'm getting some fresh bread from heaven right now. And there's amazing peace and simplicity uh, in this man's life and his mind and his marriage and his, and his family and his home. And yet right over here, this man claims to be saved. And yet his life is nothing but complication. Thank you, fellas. Just drop it, Brother Donnie, right there. Thank you, guys. Complicated. Complicated. By the way, every one of us know people like that who refuse to give their life to Jesus and yet to hear them talk, they're having so much fun. I can't believe you go down to church like you do. You mean to tell me you go on Sunday night? Not me. We party on Sunday night. I would never go to church on a Wednesday night. You mean to tell me that you give a tithe? 
of your income to the church? You mean to, you mean to tell me you actually take of your income and, and you give it to, uh, you give it to the church, you give it to the Lord? And man, I would never do anything like, like that. And I'm going to tell you what, man, I'm, I'm going to use my money for, for alcohol. I'm going to use my money for pleasure. I'm, I'm going to use my money for, for the things that I want to do. And yet, and yet, those same people who are cultivating the works of the flesh, their life is absolutely complicated. Church, I'm not making this stuff up. Those people who are over here, usually their relationships are troublesome. We won't get to the fruit tonight, but we're going to preach just for a few minutes. These people over here with all this baggage, all this baggage, never walk into the pastor's office and say, wow, preacher, our marriage is just going great. Never. No, usually what happens is she comes in first because he won't come in. And she cries for 30 minutes and says, we're having so many problems. I don't know what we're gonna do and I don't know if we're gonna be able to make it. And then finally, finally, she pressures him enough where he comes in and, uh, and you know what, for 30 or 45 minutes or an hour, they just uh, pour out all their problems and their troubles. How often the people they live over here, are their relationships are accompanied with infidelity and adultery and unwed pregnancy and alimony and strife. Uh, those folks that live over here usually have problems with child rearing and usually those people that live over here have strongholds in their life that are trying to to control them. They have issues with finances. They have social services knocking on their doors. They have court appearances that have to be scheduled. Do I need to go on? You know why? Because when you live according to the flesh, it complicates life. By the way, I, I meant to, Donnie, can I use you one more time? Run up here if you will. Come here, come here. I, I forgot something. I got to show you something. All right, Donnie, I hate to do this to you. You got to put all this back on again, all right? Oh, okay. Here you go, here you go. We'll do, the, we'll, do the fast, we'll do the fast version right there, all right? Here you go, buddy. Thank you for all your help. Bless you, buddy. Amen. Right here, right there. Thank you, brother. How you doing? You doing all right? Uh -huh. I don't think so. All right, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute, look at this. Are you still in Hebrews 12? Hebrews 12, look back at Hebrews chapter 12. Look at verse one. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. That word weight means bulk. Let us lay aside every bulk. And look at this, look at this. And the sin which does so easily beset us. And man, that's an interesting word. Rodney, can I use you one more time? Mike, can I use you real quick? Uh, Brother Timmy, can I use you real quick? Will y'all come up here? Brother Abel, can I use you real quick? Come up here. Brother Drake, come up here real quickly. If you come over here on my side. And uh, the Bible says that we're to lay aside that weight that weighs us down and the sin, the sin which does so easily beset us. You know what that means? Here's the guy that's living according to the flesh. He's yielding to the works of the flesh. He is so complicated. He is so weighted down. He can't even hardly move. Needless to say, run a race. But then the Bible talks about not only the weight, but it talks about a besetting sin. You know what that word beset means? Come here, Brother Tim, stand right here, just like that. Brother Rodney, you stand right here in front. 
Brother Abel, right here. Brother Mike, you get over close to Brother Timmy. Brother Drake, right here. You know what it means, church? Beset, beset. It means to skillfully surround. To skillfully surround. Now, this is what our Bible, our Bible's teaching us a great truth here. Number one, he's already in major trouble. You know why? He's weighted down. But he's not only got to wait, now he's got a besetting sin. And the Bible talks about that besetting sin surrounds, surrounds him, skillfully surrounds him. You know what our Bible's saying here, church? This guy right here doesn't even have a chance to run in the race. Not even a chance. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate that. Just Donnie just dumped that in the seat back there, and I, I appreciate, I really appreciate all your help. I'm gonna show this to you. The Bible vividly teaches what I'm teaching tonight. Take your Bibles and turn over to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, and look at Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. How many remember the story of the prodigal son? Y'all remember that? Luke chapter 15, look at verse number 11. Luke 15 and verse number 11. And man, oh man, I read this the other day like I've never read it before when I begin to think about this, this thing of complicating. A life gets complicated. The works of the flesh are so complicated. Luke 15, 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he, the father, and he divided unto them his living. Watch very closely, young people. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into what kind of country? Into a far country. You know what that tells us already? He didn't get there overnight. It took him a while. It took some traveling. Look at this. And took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. You see what's going on? Life is getting more complicated and complicated and complicated and complicated. Look at verse 14. It doesn't get better, it gets worse. And when he had spent all, wow, this guy's broke now. He's broke. Now, at first, he's doing like everybody else. He's saying, man, listen, Pop can't tell me what to do. I mean, I know he means well and everything, but I'm gonna tell you what, Pop can't tell me what to do. And I'm gonna go out and live my own life. And I'm gonna do my own thing. And I'm gonna say, hey, prodigal, how's it working out for you? And, and when he had spent all, verse 14, when he had spent all, look at this, there arose a what? A mighty what? Man. <laughs> He's already broke. And now on top of that, there's a mighty famine in the land. Look at the next line. And he began to be in want. Verse 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Look what happened, kids. And he sent him into his fields to what? To what? To feed a bunch of pigs. Look at verse 16. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man, no man gave unto him. 
good night. Y'all ever seen that? Like that? This guy says, I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing my own thing. And life got complicated. Man, it didn't get better. Oh, it might have it been good for a couple days or so. But after just a little while, you know what happened? The wheels begin to fall off. And the works of the flesh begin to manifest themselves. And life got really, really complicated. So I, I just want to go on record tonight and say to the world, you go ahead and you can have your booze and your Jack Daniels and your Bud Dumber. You say, preacher, pastor, 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 pastor. It's Bud Wiser. No, if you drink it, it's Bud Dumber. And you can have your drugs and you can have your adultery and you have your infidelity and you can have your marijuana and you can have your pornography and your gambling and your partying and your taverns and your nightclubs and your honky-tonks and your alcoholism. But I just want to say to the world, don't be surprised when your life gets mighty complicated. Amen. You won't yield to the works of the flesh and live in peace and simplicity. You'll be like this guy over here. And so, complicated. These things cause life to be complicated. And yet, you gotta see this. Look what Jesus said. Look at, look at Matthew, Matthew 11, Matthew 11. Here's the contrast again. Matthew 11, verse number 28. The works of the flesh are complicated, 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 complicated. And then Jesus said in Matthew 11 and verse number 28, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you What's the word? <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, preacher, uh, folks. I'm telling you what, man, this is good. Verse 29, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and learn of me. Why? For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find what? Rest, Rest unto your souls. Look at verse 30. Jesus said, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is is light. There might be some young people here who say, preacher, isn't a hangover just terrible? Hey, preacher, when you had your hangover, did you, uh, did you wake up with a headache the next day? Did you have nausea and did you vomit? Hey, preacher, when you had your hangover, did you, uh, did you stay in the restroom all day next day? Did you lose a day with your family? And not, not proudly and not arrogantly I say this, but I want to say I wouldn't know. Never had a hangover. You say, bragging? I'm not bragging. If you take it that way, you're taking it wrong. But you know what, church? When you yield to the Spirit of God and let the Holy Spirit bear His fruit in your life, you don't have to worry about a hangover. <laughs> Amen, brother. Somebody says, Pastor, how did you feel the first time they had to give you Narcan to reverse your drug overdose? I, I don't say it proudly, but I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know Narcan if you threw it at me. I don't know what it is. You know what? I've never had a drug overdose. Somebody says, Preacher, were you, uh, 
You know, how was it the first time you got arrested for drunk and disorderly? I don't know. I've never been arrested. And I've definitely never been arrested for drunk and disorderly. Oh, oh, okay, all right, but, 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 but preacher, let me ask you this. Were, were you scared the first time you got pulled over for DUI? Were you, were you scared when they, when they pulled you over and shined that light in your window and, and you knew you'd been drinking and they pulled you over for DUI? Were you, were you scared, preacher? I don't know. You've been pulled over for DUI. I've never been drunk a day in my life. Somebody says, Pastor, how much did the judge order you to pay for restitution for your crimes? He, he didn't order me to pay anything because I didn't have to pay any restitution for my crimes. Well, okay, okay Pastor, but let me, let me ask you this, though. How, how, how was it the first time Miss Tammy caught you cheating on her? How was it the first time she caught you cheating on her? Um, I wouldn't know. She never caught me cheating on her. You say, Pastor, I don't like that you're bragging. No, 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 no. If that's the way you take it, you took it wrong. I'm just telling you, church, that when your friends talk like that, you know why people talk like that? You know what that's an evidence of? Not evidence that they're yielding to the Spirit of God. That is evidence they are yielding to the works of the flesh. Because when you're yielded to the Spirit of God, young people, you don't have to worry about DUIs. You don't have to worry about getting arrested. You don't have to worry about infidelity. You don't have to worry about getting sued when you're living for the Spirit of God and yielding to the Spirit of God. But I got news for you. When you are living over here and doing your own thing and going your own road and going your own path, I want to tell you what, life gets complicated. Complicated. Wow, I never saw that. Listen to Philippians chapter four, verse six. The Bible says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Listen to this part. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. It won't even make any sense. <laughs> you come in on Monday morning and the rest of the world's tripping over their bottom lip. And you walk in with your lunch bag and punch the clock and you're like, well, good day. And they're like, man, what's, what's your disease? What are you so happy about? You know what, it, you know what I'm happy about? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I know, but man, we partied all weekend and I got so drunk, ended up getting sick and, and my wife got mad at me because I didn't come home. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what happens over here. But those kind of things don't happen over here. Now, I don't know if this is a good message or not. I'm just, but, but, I, but I just want to say to all of our youth and young adults and, and all of our teenagers, you know what you ought to do right now on, uh, what is this, February 26th, 2023? You know what you ought to do tonight, young people? You ought to say, the rest of my life, right here, right here. Does that mean you're perfect? No, no, no. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but it does mean you're forgiven. 
And you know what, preacher? I'm not always going to do things right, but, but you know what? The best I can, I'm going to stay in church, and I'm going to be in church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to do my best to honor my parents. I'm going to do my best to, to pray. I'm going to do my best to, to yield to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you don't want to be weighted down with the complications that these people are suffering with over here. Now, wait a minute now. Do I hate these folks? Of course not. It's what our church is here for. We're a spiritual hospital. And by the way, how do we ever expect these people to get over here if there's not a church who doesn't love them while they're over here? Can I get a big amen right there? And so are we gonna have people walk in and they're right here where Brother Donnie was? Oh, yes. Are you gonna tell they're weighted down under the world? Yes. Are you supposed to go to them and show them the love of Christ? Oh, yes. Because our hope is that they're gonna move here and eventually they're gonna wind up over here. But all listen to me. Just aside from this night out, I'm gonna yield to the Spirit of God. And I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit Give me rest and peace and a burden that's light and a yoke that's easy. Wow. That's good. <laughs> I'm trying to get done preaching, but man, I just can't, I, I, I just can't land it. Kids, I just, hey kids, I just wish I could tell you. And there's a bunch of gray-headed people in here that could stand up right now and testify and just say, kids, do it right. Do it right. And then there's a few gray heads in here who used to be over here. You say, how do you know, Pastor? Because they've got the scars to prove it. And so you know what they want to say to you kids? Don't be over here. Stay over there. Stay over there. Lord, we love you. I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at what you do here at this church. I'm amazed, Holy Spirit, that of, of the truth that you give to us. Our Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. I really believe there's going to be a lot required of Calvary Baptist Church. Thank you for giving us truth today. Father, there's always that temptation to yield to the flesh, to do our own thing, to go our own way. But Holy Spirit, tonight, help us to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and to the work and the, to the fruit of the Spirit. Lord, I pray tonight that you might work in the heart of a young person, a young person, teenager, a young adult, and tonight maybe a young person would, would decide tonight, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be over there where Brother Rodney was. I want to know his rest and his peace. I want to know the simplicity of living the Christian life, being yielded to the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray tonight that you would do what you want to do this evening. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Just a couple questions and we're gonna be going. As far as I know. 
How many are here tonight would say, Pastor, if I died tonight, I know beyond a shadow of any doubt, I know that I am saved and going to heaven when I die. If that's you, you say, Pastor, I can take you back to the time and the place where I trusted Jesus. And you just slip your hand up right now and say, Pastor, I know that I'm saved. I've trusted Christ. That's so wonderful. You can lower your hands. Let me ask you this though. I wonder before we go tonight, is there one here tonight who would say, Pastor, I'm not sure of heaven and I want you to pray for me tonight. And right now you just slip your hand up. Let me pray for you. Is there one like that anywhere? I see some little hands that are going up and I'm gonna pray for these young people. And I'm glad to see the Lord is working in their life. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? Preacher, pray for me. I'm not sure about heaven. Pray for me. Hey, I wonder tonight if there's a young person in just a moment, a young lady or a young man that just needs to tiptoe down to this altar and just breathe a prayer to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm gonna yield myself to your spirit. I wanna live in the spirit. I wanna live in church. I, I wanna live in the will of God. I don't wanna ever stray and wonder. If you're here tonight, by the way, it may not just be young people. It could be some adults that need to come tonight and pray that prayer and say, Lord, I'm yielding afresh and anew. I'm yielding my life to you. Let's all stand all over the house tonight. Father, again, thank you for giving us a wonderful day. And I wanna thank you, Heavenly Father, for the truth that you've blessed us with tonight. God, help us to be so careful. Help us to stay close to Thee. Help us to stay in the will of God, to determine by the grace of God, Lord, in the keeping of the Holy Spirit, that, Lord, we'll stay in Your will and yield to You all of our days. Father, have Your way in this invitation. Holy Spirit, I pray You'd accomplish what You want to accomplish tonight. I pray for these little hands that were raised, and evidently, Lord, You're beginning to work in their hearts, and I pray that You give them understanding and I pray before too long, Lord, they'd come to Jesus. And uh, so, Lord, have your way in this invitation. Speak to hearts, please. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Let's just keep our heads bowed just for a moment. If you're here tonight and the Holy Spirit has dealt with your heart and you need to come, listen, why don't you just step out and make your way to the altar? I'm going to make my way to the main floor tonight. And if we can pray with you about something, we'll be glad to do that. And uh, we'll be on our way. All right.